Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Pokemon Red and Blue for the Nintendo Game Boy. And just a quick disclaimer, uh, you may notice my voice sounds a little strange this week and there was a slight technical snafu. I think it's still intelligible, but it's already been solved. So fear not, cartridge commandos. And now without further ado, on with the show. Welcome back, friends. This is part two of our coverage of Pokemon here in Pokemay. And last week we covered the Japanese history of the game and went through all of the systems and gameplay of the original Pokemon. Yeah, we did. I'm not sure if we're going to make it into the actual game this week as far as the level by level is concerned. But let's see where we get. Well, Nick, this is the big in. <laughs> we know they usually have some pretty solid manuals, and this game needs to convey a lot of information. It's both an RPG and a whole new monster-catching concept for American children. It sure is. Did they give us a nice beefy manual to explain it? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a, a great manual. It was really tough to find. I, I could only find scans, anyhow, of the Pokemon Yellow game. But I was able to find one from Pokemon Blue eventually after much searching, but I can't remember okay. where. <laughs> but they're all about the same anyways. But it's a beefy 56 pages, and it looks cool. It's like the outside is made to look like an actual kind of spiral-bound leather notebook kind of thing. It's a trainer's manual. That is you cool. Know, yeah, it's, it's all colors, lots of art. You know, I'm sure they were drowning in proprietary art, So it's and it's everywhere. It looks good. And, and screenshots, of course, and tons of charts, you know, for the various things. So very useful in that regard, visually. Yeah, uh, you know, this is a case where I'm not going to lie. I also looked at the manual. Mm. I had an easier time finding it than you. Here's the trick. Search for .pdf. Man, I, I kept coming up with yellow ones or I don't know. I, I found plenty of places that didn't seem trustworthy where it was like, you can download it. But I was mm. like, ah. Not going near that. But yeah, it is awesome because there is artwork abound. Like, I mean... Every page has some really cool drawings of at least one or two Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very good looking. It, for what it's worth, it talks a little about the story, which is that you are Ash or whoever, and you gotta catch them all. You want to be the very best, like no one ever was. Hmm, it sounds familiar. <laughs> and and it goes through, it gives you a, a a world map. You can go through all your menus and commands, controls, mm -hmm. and it has it comes with a walkthrough that takes you all the way to Computer City, where you will face Brock. Yeah, and I like the little Oaks memos that are they're like uh, fake paper clipped in there. Yeah, yeah. It's really it reminds me so much of that that Nintendo Power cram a bunch of different stuff onto one page. Like it looks, and I love it. So oh, I, yeah. I think it's great. You know, it's got a lot of the information about your collecting, trading. Like it has a, a a big section at the end that's kind of a mystery to me, where it's like an incomplete Pokemon chart. With hmm. pictures of some of the more common ones where I'm like, well, what are you going to draw them in here? Or right, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird, but, um, you know, it still looks good. Uh, and of course, you get your Pokemon types and chart. And some I mean, of the you get a list of like uh, the different gym leaders and like what badges you'll be getting and, and power ups. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's good. There's a there's a good solid item list in there. And at the end, there's an ad for the Nintendo Power Player's Guide, which I also use more than the manual for this place. Uh, same here. I used it a lot. And I think we will talk about that in another episode. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got a lot of much more in depth and comprehensive information about the game, but it's a, this is a great place to start, especially if you want to go in without too many, too much foreknowledge. So I say, check it out, especially if you're a, an old school pokey fan. No, for sure. So 
So, Nick, what was your personal history with Pokemon, red or blue? Uh, it's very short. Um, I-, I played the blue version a little because my younger brother owned it. Mm-hmm. He was much more into it. The-, the cartoon, he had some of the trading cards at the time, you know. And my experience is very similar to yours because I inherited that very cart. Yeah. From yeah. You. Did you- How far did you get when you first played it? Oh, uh, not far. I got to... I'm trying to remember. It's the cave with all the Zubats. Okay. Pretty yeah, early about, on. You know? Same here. Um, I got it. You let me borrow it because I had taken a job as an overnight security guard and needed stuff to do <laughs> to stop from going insane. Understandable. But I still did not get very far in the game. I, it just didn't capture me. Oh, okay. I, for some reason, I thought you got pretty far there. I, you but... know, I, I got a couple gems in, but that was it. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. I think we both had the same problem with the game when it first came out. So it just came out, you know, when we were either a senior or graduated, and it was kind of seen as a like a starter RPG to us. Mm-hmm. A little bit below, you know, our hardened, you know, Final Fantasy playing selves. Sure, sure. Or, you know, Quake 2, Quake, first person shooters were really blowing up at that point. At least oh, in my for sure. uh, life, yeah. <laughs> And Final Fantasy VII had just been, come out before that. You know, it was mm-hmm. a whole different beast. Uh, but then this game was not, uh, you know, just a game. It was all of culture at the time. Sure, yes, yes. So there were the trading cards. You said your brother had them. Of course, my brother had some as well. And then there mm-hmm. is the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And I know we both have a little bit of history with the cartoon. Yeah, I, I like the cartoon. Um I watched a decent amount. I remember borrowing a VHS for my brother that was, he had just taped off TV a bunch of episodes. So I'm pretty sure first season was. It was like the first anime to get a localization pretty current with its release. In yeah, our yeah. And this was also when, you know, you're starting to see anime creeping into Toonami or these other, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was so much better than paying, you know, $40 for a VHS of two episodes. Oh, good God. Yes, yes. <laughs> At possibly Suncoast Video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I did not watch much of this uh, cartoon at first. Although, at some point, you did rope me into going to see the Pokemon movie. Let's well, see. I, I recall that as we worked at the theater and it was free. And we were both like, yeah, let's just check it out. Because I was not, like, okay, pumped I, for it, you know. I, I couldn't remember if, if we were working there at that time <laughs> or not. I remember yeah, yeah. pretty uh, that original short in the first part was pretty uh, crazy and trippy. Yes, the Jigglypuffs something. It was, was it? Or I don't know. Maybe that's just the part I remember. It was bizarre. Wasn't it? Uh, was it Pikachu's picnic? Or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> there's no humans in it, and it is pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's worth checking out, I think, in a, in a weird way. Yeah, and then I once we uh, had moved in together after college, and it was in its daily rotation, we then started catching it uh, from time to time, and that's when I really, really fell in love with it. The characters of the show were great. Yeah, yeah, and I love the style of the the character designs, like have this certain geometry with all the humans mm-hmm. that I, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, the villains, Team Rocket and the show are beyond hilarious. I love Jesse and James. Yeah, yeah. I was a little disappointed not to see them in, in here. And you know what? I'm really disappointed that at that time, we we never got it together and did our Pokemon Halloween costumes. Because I really think that you, me, and Jamie would have made a perfect Ash, Brock, <laughs> and Misty. Heard? Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, one be. day, Cartridge Commandos. <laughs> be old Brock. <laughs> uh, there's enough Pokey stuff in my house I could probably pull off an Ash Ketchum costume. Yeah, yeah. Not too, Not too hard. Sure. Then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Pokemon, in your case, blue or red? You played red. Yes, yes. Okay, you played red, I played blue. Yeah, yeah, split it up. And um, I did play it, and I beat it, but I did not catch them all. It's a very hard task. I I, I am a completionist, and I also did not catch them all. I, yeah. Um, Although, like, I kind of want to. Like, I... I don't really want to play the game anymore, but I really want to catch them all because that's part of the reason that we don't do more RPGs is that not only do they take a long time, they take me an extra long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as much of, of, yeah, of a completionist as yourself. I Especially the first time through where I'm just screwing around and different stuff, especially with RPGs. So, so I, I how did, long did you play this game for, do you think? I'm estimating at about nine hours because 
here's the caveat is I played it at 300% speed. So it was about 27 hours right. on the game's super fast. You know what I mean? So in real mm-hmm. time, I'm estimating about nine. Oh, and uh, I'm a, I'm, I also played it. I played at four times speed yeah, I, for the yeah. vast majority of the game. Um, and then my, my four times speed was a uh, 186 hours. Wow. So it's around 45, 40 some hours there. It's dedication, man. You know, I would just play it whenever I was watching TV or a movie or anything that didn't matter. In fact, I watched a lot more crappy TV because of this game. Because instead of uh, my normal game time, I would just put some TV on. But luckily, uh, if you are into uh, Japanese TV, the uh, Pluto free channel has a great channel that has uh, some Common Rider, Ultraman, and Sentai. So <laughs> great great stuff to have on in the background while you're trying to catch them all. But like I said, I mainly, you know, was not my main activity because there's so much grinding and, and leveling. And, and uh, you know, I was doing that while I was just goofing off doing other things. And I did play it handheld, which makes it a lot easier to do so. Sure, sure. Now, we both beat the Elite Four, which I kept call- wanting to call the Final Four, and my children <laughs> drove them nuts. <laughs> was that where you ended it? Did you stop at that point? I did. I, I Well, I, mean, I beat the rival afterwards, too, but I, I didn't go after Mewtwo. Okay. Or Mew. So I did. I, I did go into the caves, and I, I found me the Mew. Pretty cool. It's just more stuff to do. Right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this game is the cornerstone of a giant empire in gaming <laughs> that shows no sign of stopping. But it started out so incredibly slow. <laughs> it is. Uh... It's almost impossible to play at normal speed with an adult brain. Well, and. Early on, I remember you saying, you're like, I'm playing faster. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I like to have the experience, you know, and of the game. And, and it, early on, it didn't seem like it would be that bad. But there's just a certain repetitive nature to it. And especially when it's like you go in, you beat a trainer, you go back out, you got to walk. There's no random encounters if, as long as you're not walking in the grass or whatever. So, yeah, there's just nothing happening. <laughs> it's like it, it drags out pretty quick. Yeah, and even once you have that bike, it's still not like a ton better. Yeah. And the the biggest downside is that when you do speed up a game, you lose the audio. Well, that's true. Um, I would put on, uh, for a few of them, the songs I liked, I'd put on the soundtrack on YouTube, listen to that, and you know what I mean, instead of... Yeah, and whenever I went to a gym, I would play it at normal speed, usually. <laughs> but also, I've heard this music a billion times through many permeations. Uh, because what I didn't really talk about much, which I should have, is in my personal history, is that my children are both super into Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Like, very, very into Pokemon. <laughs> uh, my son's first Pokemon game was Diamond. And it was a game... Man, I, I left a huge chunk out of my personal history. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> I actually forgot that at one point I had bought a Pokemon game trying to get back into it, which was Diamond. Oh, okay, okay. And I, and I could not. I was like, oh, oh now it's way too complicated. Like, there's too much going on. <laughs> and it was just in my collection. And at some point, my son picked it up and played through it sometime in grade school and loved it. Mm-hmm. And then the next new game that had come out was X, I think. X and Y were the Yeah, two. and from that point on, he has been hardcore into each one and has gone back and replayed all of the originals as well. So let, let me ask you a question. I recall a time where... Your son was busted for staying up late and secretly playing Pokemon under the cover. Was that this uh, the Pokemon Diamond? Oh, it could be. It's hard. It, it's hard to say. I, I just remember this time when you like, you looked at the game and you're like, you've been playing this game for 200 hours and you only get an hour a day or so. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not making that up, right? No, no. There was a there was definitely something. I mean, you know, as the years go by, we've always tried to have some sort of limits not insane limits but some sort of limits on their gaming time yeah, and yeah. yeah i remember finding it and being like wait a minute your <laughs> gameplay is way longer than when you started playing this and you know kudos to him he still kept his grades up i took it away he was grounded from it for like a week and yeah, yeah. i'm sure there were many other nights he snuck it into his bed but oh. you know that's what you do if i 
I mean, if I would have had a Game Boy at any ages like that, you know what I mean? Like, I definitely would have been up late sneaking around. You know, I was already staying up late reading Dragonlance books and stuff, so right. <laughs> I wouldn't be losing any sleep. Yeah, so then he has played all the Pokemon from that point on, and then my daughter started getting into it because of him, mm-hmm. likes all the creatures, and then when Pokemon... I don't remember the name, the new one for the Switch that's there's the Pikachu and the Let's Go, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee came out. Okay. She got the Eevee one. And then that was like, that sealed the deal right there. It was over. Like, right on. And that is a remake of this game. So I was slightly familiar with it because of seeing her play it so much. Uh It has slightly different mechanics, but you know, it keeps a lot of the same music and things like that. And then from that point on, you know, they both went and now I guess I have to buy both versions of every Pokemon that comes out because uh, we got the the newest one. We got both of it. And then uh, my daughter was actually a Pokemon trainer for Halloween this year uh, based off of a design of her own trainer costume. So cool. And the best part is, is not only did she design the costume herself, she also decided to only wear the badges she has earned in the game, the various games she had completed. So she did have a full set of the badges we also collected here and the Uh ones from the Galar region. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, back to the slow speed of this game, I think that... (laughs) I'm sorry, was that a tangent? No, 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 it's all good. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was really surprised that despite the the slow and repetitive nature, it still holds up pretty well. Like I, I've been playing a lot of older RPGs, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of used to the slowness, even though this is a different magnitude in certain ways. Yeah, it's that Game Boy slowness that I think is sometimes just a little rough, especially with text or any kind of menus that always takes forever. Mm-hmm. I think the graphics are pretty good in general. They're yeah, they're pretty basic. Uh, when you are walking around, uh, you know, there's not a lot going on. But I do really like the little sprites. The proportions for your little character and the townspeople you in- encounter, I-, I love it. Like, to me, that is almost the perfect proportions for a Game Boy sprite. Yeah, they look good and are definitely, like, stylized. You've, you've got the, the Pokemon designs and stuff. So it they, they look good. I really like the... The battle sprites for the Pokemon are look great. Uh, I especially love how they kind of quote unquote blur the one closer in the foreground. Yeah, yeah. Your Pokemon versus theirs that are you know it, it looks cool. And there's always a lot more detail than I would imagine them getting out of a sprite for the Pokemon you're fighting, the one you see the face of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And especially like you know once you get to like the legendary birds and stuff, I was like, wow, there's a lot more detail than. I would have expected and a lot of character. They really use those four colors to get the shading and stuff. You know, it just really makes things pop. Absolutely. But for me, it's the character drawings that I mm-hmm. love the most. Yeah. The, when you are just walking along and biker wants to fight. I love biker. Oh yeah. There's a lot of cool, like super nerd and stuff where they're like these anime. They're like a Pokemon take on a lot of anime stereotypes. Yeah. And all of those, drawings are just top notch yeah yeah it's it's fun to see sometimes just to be like oh cool what what does this person look like you know yeah i mean the only thing that really is i would say negative in the graphics part is that when you're in the overhead portions it's a little bland yeah and you know there's not much going on when you're in a fight yeah it's true it's true but being children of 8 and 16 bit rpgs we're kind of used to that yeah i actually thought that a lot of the background tiles for the stuff in the towns especially looked good, and there was a a good amount of them. You know, you could tell the difference between an office building or these other little, you know, Pokemarts and stuff all have... There's a good selection. Now, I would have liked to see some variance between Pokemarts and Pokecenters because they all look the exact same. Yeah, same floor plan and everything. I mean, that was, you know, hilariously used as a great reoccurring joke in the Pokemon series. Yeah, with Nurse Joy. Yeah, but it would have been nice to have like a different flavor of Pokemon Center at each town or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And then, so, what did you think about the music? Now, I liked the music for the most part. I never found it like repetitive or annoying. At most, though, I found a lot of it just a little bland. Yeah, I like, there's certain songs that really remind me, they're very ice cream trucky 
town music usually. I could see that. Yeah. And and so, you know, they have a little bit of catchiness to them. There's none that are really like super awesome. But I, I enjoyed them for the most part. Uh, and, and being a Game Boy game, you do tend to sometimes get those like shrill tones where I was like, I can't listen to this too loud. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, and especially because uh, you have the weird sound effects for the Pokemon themselves. They're cries. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those can be a little grating. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool that they have them. Yeah, I like that. And I think it's interesting that that's a thing that's carried over, like, for years. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, as far as the general music goes, this is not a soundtrack I'm going to just put on. Right. Um, And that's not just because my daughter does so in her bedroom, and (laughs) therefore I've heard it many times when I was trying not to. It's actually actually more the... uh, opening songs and the songs to the movies that get played the most by her but okay okay but yeah the sound effects are interesting because they definitely use a lot more of the percussive tones that the game boy can put out yeah and they really do a good job of like mimicking that snare sound effect that yeah yeah in songs i like that a lot yeah i agree now we touched on this briefly before but i definitely want to point out that this game was localized in such a wonderfully lighthearted and fun way. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite things about the game, actually, and, and that's saying a lot, you know. Yeah, I was not expecting it at all. I just thought it's going to be your run of the mill. Let's translate this. Let's get it out. You know, Nintendo wasn't known for being as cutting edge with its humor at this point or anything, mm-hmm. but I legit laughed out loud at a lot of things that were said to me. Oh, sure. Or like your rival Gary, whatever, you know, he tells you, he's like, I'll smell you later. And I'm like, that's oh man, hilarious. And <laughs> I love being told to smell you later. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, and just a lot of the one-liners people threw out before they fight you is, is great. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact that they even will point out the oddities of the game world and the game itself. A little tongue-in-cheek sometimes. Yeah, the self-awareness was just enough without being too much. Now, one thing I did not like about this game is that it does get, I feel like, a little more repetitive than your average RPG when you're doing your grinding. Because the system for leveling up a Pokemon, whereas it has to be in the battle, yeah, makes it very hard because you can't always use the Pokemon you want to to battle. So, you know, for me, it was always like, start with this Pokemon, switch it out, take a hit, kill the new Pokemon, rinse, repeat. And it's just like all those little extra steps. I know it's not a lot, but... When you're trying to go from a newly caught Pokemon to getting it up to an evolutionary level or whatnot, it can be a big pain in the butt. Oh, absolutely. I, I wish that all six of your on-deck Pokemon would just get at least some share of experience so that you don't have to keep doing that, swap them in and out every time. You know, I did it a lot because it's hard to balance it with this type of game. It's something that ever since, like, the collecting and crafting stuff started creeping into games like for example i'm thinking of disgaea where you would get an item a weapon and then you could go inside of it kind of to levels that you would beat dungeons that would power up the item Mm -hmm. and this is kind of like that too where it's like you level up a pokemon or you can get a new one and it's like should i what's the balance here you know the little grinding i did at the beginning kind of turned me off and that's why i started just being like well once i get a new a better Pokemon of a certain type, I'll just like outrank the old one or what have you. Right. And since it's kind of a pain to, <laughs> you know, you finally get your Pokemon and then it's like, well, now you got to level them up and it's, ugh, it takes so long. But then sometimes you're like, oh, wait, the Zapdos can't, comes in at level 50. And it's like, well, we'll bump him to the top of the list, you know. Now, I didn't ask you, how many of the legendary birds did you get? I did get all three. Okay. But I did not. I didn't use the fire one much. I didn't either because I had a nine tails that was pretty, pretty, pretty well up there. And that brings me to one of my other big complaints about this game is that I understand splitting Pokemon between games makes a lot of sense for trading and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of a pain that you, there's cool Pokemon if you're playing it by yourself, especially nowadays where who are you going to be trading with? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't get all of the Pokemon. And like you said, you wanted that nine tails and it was a bummer. Oh, or, you know, several of the Pokemon I really liked a lot. Like, my Geodude, he turned into a Graveler, and I'm like, man, what's he level up? And it's like, well, he's not going to, because you have to trade him. And that's my second uh, tier problem of the same that I was going to get into, is that so many of these Pokemon, they're in your game, but you can't 
get them to their final form unless they're traded. Yeah. So you really can't get them. So they're not really in your game either, to, as far as I'm concerned, when you're For playing most, it yeah. as a retro gamer with no other humans to trade Pokemon with. <laughs> now, there are specifically designed emulators for Pokemon that let you run multiple games to trade. I, I saw, I started to kind of look into where I was like, well, maybe I could, you know, trade them around, but it seemed a little more complex. And especially towards later in the game, when I started to realize certain things about how the, the game flow was, I was like, I, I can still make it without these extra Pokemon. They're not going to hamper my ability to defeat the game, you know? Mm-hmm. But on the same token, some of these Pokemon, it just it takes forever if you want to get them to their final form. Yeah, I had a Growlithe mm-hmm. because I saw I was like, okay, this is a red only, a Pokemon red only creature. So I'm really going to level it up. I want to get this Arcanine since I couldn't get Nine Tails. <laughs> right, and you do, but it's they're like Growlithe only gets this one. It's attack at level fifty, so you have to level it up to level fifty before you change it over, and then it doesn't even get a, a special attack like. It was not worth it. <laughs> yeah, and I found I had that same problem because I was trying to get an exit. Oh God, here's where here's where it becomes a problem when I try to say some of these Pokemon that I've never uh, said out loud. Yeah. Uh, the the execute. Yeah. You know, you have to technically you shouldn't evolve it into level forty two because it gets its strongest move then. Yeah. And you you evolve it to Executor um, with a stone. Another thing that's a little confusing. Yeah. But the problem is is like. I got it so late in the game that I never got it to level 42. I got to like 39. Yeah. Because I also got a Dratini. Is that the first of the dragon type? Dragon air? It's Dragonite. It's one of them, right? (laughs) We'll get back to that. But I got the first form and I was like, oh, I got a dragon type. I'm going to take this to the end because as we've talked about, they're really good. Yeah. I got it to level, I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere before its final form, I never made the. I never got to Dragonair. Okay, yeah, and it's a bummer because it wasn't that great before then. Yeah, yeah, it's you know a lot of the problems too. I mean, I guess are because you can't link up. Like especially as a kid, like I, I could feel this starting to scratch the same itches as Magic: The Gathering, where I was like, I want to build my team with my strategies to defeat. You know, and it is not necessary. <laughs> and that is how. Not here, but but that is how my son uh, plays this with his friends. And that is a huge deal. It's like, you know, especially now that there's so many Pokemon and you can kind of pull them from other games to a degree. <laughs> it is about, you know, how do I craft this perfect team that can respond to things, but also has my my overarching strategy with like status ailments and things like that, which uh, I never used uh, until like the last uh, fourth of the game, basically. I see. I, see. I was a big sleep user. Uh, for catching Pokemon, that is definitely helpful. Yeah, I just put them to sleep and beat them up, man. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I could totally see myself getting into it much more at that level because there's there was a certain level of dedication kind of to this game where I was like, well, you know, I didn't do very much grinding at all, despite being like I have to kill everyone or defeat all the humans. But I, I wasn't really, I didn't feel the need to keep grinding that much just because. The, the computer is not that tough, and the no. the foes are typically very grouped up by a certain type or a, a few. You know, mm-hmm. we, in any given area, there's like six or eight Pokemon that the other trainers might draw from, kind of. You know, yeah. So it's it's usually pretty easy to just play. It's all about the types. Where you're going into this water area, you get out your electric, and then probably have someone you're trying to level up they start the fight and then you switch back and forth between the super type that can kill everything so pretty early on i was like all right well i I, i've got this pretty much handled so i I don't i don't feel the need to grind too much or or whatnot yeah i will say that towards the end i i could almost remember about half the pokemon's weaknesses yeah i started to get especially the ones that i was were my my core crew yeah but there's still plenty of times where i was like uh what do I use against the this guy or the psychic thing or the whatever, you know, like even when I got to the final four, they were using so many different ones. I was like, I got to I got to get the chart back out, especially when they have two types or. Right. You know, but yeah, even though I had that chart and I looked at it a million times because that's not like as direct sense making for each 
types, weakness and strength, I can never just grasp them all. Yeah. Well, and they're all weird. They're weird types. A lot of them are, are strange, especially if you're just used to the standard uh, Final Fantasy elemental system. The Wheel of Elements. Yeah, yeah. yes. But yeah. here it's much more complex, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, I mean, I think I would have liked it a lot more when I was a kid. But there is like a level of complexity to this game that we we didn't get into with hidden stats and all that stuff. Yeah. But then there's a top level complexity that is also kind of uh, it's one of these things that I have a problem with in games. And I know you do, too, where you get specific items that change your stats. And it's like, when and where do I use these stat changing items? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, do I use them on my biggest, baddest guy? Do I try to beef up my maybe weaker supporting characters? It's always it's always a tough, tough, tough decision to make. Yeah. And I typically save them for much too long. I did that here. Like, uh, did you so, use any of your rare candies? I did use a few. I didn't even really look at what they did until pretty late into the game where it's like, I should check okay. these candies out. I got them. And I was like, oh, they level you up. <laughs> awesome. See, I, w- I was saving mine for maybe like the final dr- dragon air push. Yeah, it, which makes sense. So I didn't use them much throughout the game either. I did use all of the stat increasing ones like the iron and stuff like that. Once I started running out of space in my inventory, I was like, all right, I'm just putting all these on my, my war turtle. Bust him up. Yeah, cool. because – and what was the final level of your war turtle? Do you remember? It was 40-something. Okay. I was 61. I, yeah, I, I had no <laughs> levels in the 60s. <laughs> uh, that was my only level 60. Everything else was like uh, you know, 40s to 50s. Right on. And then this game does allow you to rename all of your Pokemon. Which at yeah. first I did because I was like, I am a guy that renames my Pokemon. And again, man, I just leaving everything out of my personal history here. I played Pokemon Go. I totally forgot about that. I played that with my daughter like two summers oh, ago, sure. a whole bunch. Yeah, I drove I them nuts by by renaming all the Pokemon and <laughs> goofy puns like Bulbasaur. Yeah, yeah. Bulbasaur, the bull. Tor, Tauros. Tor, it starts with a T, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, and I did that in this game. I, I went through and I renamed all, almost all the Pokemon as I was getting them. But then I realized I could when you when you go to find them in storage, there's no picture or anything. So I was forgetting what they were. Yeah. So towards the end, yeah, I kind of <laughs> took the kibosh on it. I early on, I was like, I'll, I will not be able to keep this straight, like with uh, what name is what. So I, I just took all the defaults. Well, I, I started going with ones that were kind of not as fun, but more um, demonstrative. Like I named my Zapdos Zap after okay. the wonderful Simpsons line. Yeah. You know. Did you get a Mr. Mime? Did you trade for one of those? I did not. Ah, well, luckily, it's already pre-named for you, Marcel. And I love that. So oh, I that's it. cool. <laughs> yeah. Like kind of what you were saying about the stat boosting items, you know, where I didn't know when to use them. I held on to all the TMs. Yeah, that was going to be my next uh, question for you. Because that, that also goes into that same, like, when yeah. do I use this? Well, again. And some <laughs> of them are crap. Yeah, and I, I felt I just felt like I never had the frame of reference until I had beaten the game to make that decision on when was the best time and what was the right Pokemon to use these on. So I actually never used any of them. Oh, wow. Luckily, I had uh, my brain trust uh, here, the Pokemon yeah. brain trust. And so at a point when my storage was like at it was full, I was like, OK, uh, hold on. I need you to go through and tell me if these moves are any good. And I would just read them out loud. And he's like, trash. Good. Oh, that's yeah. really good. I was like, that good enough to put on a guy? He's like, yeah, you should do that right away. And that's how I put Ice Beam on my uh, Blastoise. And I'll tell you what, that is like, you get that so early and it's so overpowered, you can just burn through anything with it. Oh, that's, yeah, it is a strong one. I used that on the Articuno. Artu- Artu- yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> I used that. I used, I used a couple of them. Um, I used a lot of the ones I got from the, the gyms because I realized, I, I figured those were going to be really strong. Yeah. And so I used, a couple on my big guys. I'm trying to remember which ones um, I ended up using. I ended up using the Psychic on my Mr. Mime. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if Thunder. I think I used Thunder on my, my Zapdos. I'm not sure if it learned it. Right, right. But yeah, I, I did end up using more than I was going to. But uh, that was mainly at the behest of my children. I just was stuck where you're torn between. Am I going to level these up till the end? Or is this going to be replaced by a better pokemon of a similar type or a cooler one right. later so i want to save them or, for later when i need them and then i just i never hit this wall where i was like boy i don't know how to beat this person right 
so I'll I'll dig into my TMs, and since they're all numbered instead of named, I was like, that's another step where I was like, I already have like seven tabs open for this game. Like I haven't had this yeah. many things open since I was playing like Final Fantasy VIII, where it's like, all right, I got to compare like when's it going to level up, then what attacks is it going to get, and when, and then is it you know, ah, which isn't yeah. itself a bad thing. I, I do like getting lost in games that way, but here I took the lazy way out. And the thing is, is also that when you only have the four moves and new moves replace an old move, that adds like another layer of apprehension to using these TNs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Which also brings me to the point when things level up and they're like, do you want to replace this move? I was like, I, I don't know. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, ah. Uh, so, you know, I would either check with my child or just be like, well, I'm replacing the status ailment. I don't care. I never use it. Yeah. I, I feel you there. And along that same line are the HMs. They're hard to know what to do with as well. For the m- biggest chunk of the game, I just had like two HM slaves that just wandered around with me. And I would, whenever I had like a big battle, I'd swap them out for someone more useful. But mm-hmm. I had like a, you know, the, the couple guys that just had two or three stuck on them. But towards the end of the game, that became very, very annoying. And I, I was just like, the heck with this. Some of these moves are decent enough to put on one of my main Pokemon. I don't care if I'm losing a thing permanently. Yeah, I ended up putting Surf and Strength on my War Turtle. What? Oh, that's crazy. I put the Strength on my Geodude, or Graveler, whatever it became. And I think he got shifted out of my party by then. I used, and I had like the Fly was on my Fero. See, I didn't keep Fly in my party, because I was like, I only use that when I'm trying to fast travel. Yeah, me too. But I was just so lazy where I was like, oh, I don't have to walk, even at times three speed. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, I had so much good stuff going on with my Blastoise. I didn't want to get rid of everything because I had Hydro Pump, Ice Beam, Surf, and I needed uh, a uh, another thing. I had the Bite on him still because that's mm. yet another problem is that when you start giving your guys better and better moves, they have less PP. Yeah, like you yeah. only get five uses. You only get ten uses. So it's like I always was like I gotta save at least one move that has like twenty or 30 because I don't want to have to refill their stuff or go back to the Poke Center every two seconds. Yeah, I know what you mean. And that's part of like certain things about this game. And this is on me, not Pokemon's fault. But anytime I would beat a person, a, a Pokemon trainer out there, I just couldn't resist. Be like, well, just go back and heal fully. Just go ahead. Why not? And, you know, which it makes it even more long and boring until later because I was also hoarding money because when we were talking early on and playing the game, I remember you telling me like, you know, you only get money from these people. So there really is like a finite amount of money. And my but already there, cheap There nature, isn't actually, there's a way to get more money. We'll talk about. Okay. Okay. Well, either way that I went way too far with that. So by the end of the game, I, I had for the so first much half. money. Yeah. Yeah. And I could have made the game so much faster and, you know, more enjoyable probably if I would have just bought potions and stuff. And I bought a bunch of dumb stuff early on too, where it was like burn heal. And I was like, oh, that'll need these. No. No. <laughs> and like, just a poison know. one. But I would totally play this game entirely different if I went back again. Like, I'm almost tempted to be like, well, now that I know what I'm doing, let me see how much faster I could do it, you know? Right. But Don't worry, there's the... always silver and gold. Oh, there's, I was looking. I was like, I mean, I wonder what all the other Pokemon games, like, which ones to play? <laughs> I don't know. But. Well, silver and gold were all were on Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. so it kind of fits still within our wheelhouse. And they had to have that color because that was the introduction of shinies. Ooh! But all of the... I don't know. I'm not sure if you're familiar with these shiny. <laughs> they're just rare, right? right? They're like hologram Marvel cards, right? Yeah, they're just a different color. Okay. Uh, my son has a shiny legendary. Ooh! He was gifted it by some uh, YouTuber in a weird contest. Oh, cool! <laughs> that he didn't—he awesome. he didn't even know he entered. Like he was just trying to trade with people online. <laughs> hey, that's even better. Get it for free. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, despite all of the surface level and hidden levels of complexity, you know, there, there's a lot going on statistically in this game, and I like that. But it's all kind of moot because the AI is so dumb. Yeah, and all of that that you're talking about, all those layers, all that complexity—that's not for playing this game. That's for playing the versus game. Yes. Yeah. And I wish uh, there would have been an easy way to do that. Or I I know that I would be way more into it in that regard, you know? Yeah. But I can't tell you how many, because I would always work it up in my head where, okay, well, 
this next battle, they're going to have all these types of these different Pokemon, and you get there, and then they're they're like doing string shot four rounds in a row, and I'm just like, oh, okay, <laughs> or these lame status ailments that you know, even if they do add up, it's like you're dead by the time you're done. Yeah, and you know I, what I mean? <laughs> was usually leveled up enough to where I'm like, well, my my Squirtle can just bite you and probably kill you at this point. Yeah, yeah. So I do agree. The gym battles were a little anticlimactic. And part of that, I think, is if they would have not let you leave the gym, mm, yeah, like you, you have, have to, to do it all, fight them all, or then start again. Like that would, I think, really have made a big difference in that. But the fact that you can just go heal whenever you want at any point, like, takes the stakes way out of it. Yeah, especially because you're in the town. Yeah, it's never more than like oh, I guess I got thirty seconds to go walk back. This is it bad? I'd feel stupid if I didn't. Yeah. Although towards the end, I was like, I'm I'm too tired of walking back. Like I. I was fully stocked on super potions, max heal or full heals. I, I wish you I name would. it <laughs> for me to just be like, Oh, I'm getting low. Fly back to the last town and then just walk, cut my time in half. Yeah. folks here we are in the level by level portion of our show and of course we like to take a game level by level but this game does not have levels it is a role-playing game so i think we're gonna hit this gym by gym oh yeah and the game starts as we all know you are a young man who is given his first pokemon by professor oak you're kindly are you are you related to oak uh i don't think so because he his nephew is your rival, Gary, right? That's right. So he's just the, the weird scientist that lives near you. Very uh, Doc Brown, Marty situation. Sure. And, you know, you, you have to make that fateful choice for what your starter Pokemon will be. Mm-hmm. Be it Charmander, Ivysaur, or Squirtle. And, of course, your rival also picks, but you have to pick first. So he always chooses the one that is strong against your type. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Now, my daughter did point out she is turning 10 next month uh-huh. and that if this was the pokemon world this would be when she would leave our home and begin her pokemon journey <laughs> wow so just think about that it's a little different in the kanto region yeah very much so which we never did uh mention this game takes place in one specific region the kanto region of the pokemon universe mm-hmm. that is also a region of japan that we are basically in a specific area of japan yeah yeah and it's it's pretty cool because you do you know it's an rpg so you have various towns you journey in between, but it's all the same contiguous style, it, kind of Zelda-ish in a way, where you leave the town, it doesn't zoom out and then go to an overworld. You just keep walking. Yeah, I think we mentioned it, but that is one of my favorite things about this game, is that, to me, it was one of the first RPGs that did have that continuity all throughout. Yeah, yeah it's cool. But yeah, you start off in Pallet Town. It is a very small town. The in fact, smallest. so small that it does not have its own Pokemon Center or shop. Or gym. Or gym. It's just got your house, uh, your rival's house, and the laboratory that Professor Oka runs. Now, before you leave, though, you may want to check your computer because there's a healing item in it. Oh, yeah, which is cool. Get a little bonus there. Yes, indeed. But, you know, you do your basic instructions, get your Pokemon, learn how to battle, and then you're on your way through Route 1 up north to Viridian City. Yes, but here you don't have any Pokeballs yet, right? You can't capture them. Correct. So it's really just kind of a tutorial little, you walk through and fight some, a few Poke Trainers and some wild Pokemon here. Yeah. And they explain to you, you know, these certain rocks are the ledges you can jump down from, but you can't climb up. Yeah. You'll see some Pidgeys and Rattatas here. The most basic of normal type Pokemons. Uh, And eventually you'll make your way to Viridian City, your first real town. Yeah. And this town does have a Pokemon Center, a shop and a gym. But oddly enough, this gym is closed. Unfortunately, yes. You, you cannot get in to battle them yet. Yet. You do want to go to the Pokemon Center, though. I think there's a package there. I think you come here to deliver a package for That's right. Professor Oak, and then you have to head back. That's right. And all in this chunk of time is when you're going to be given your Pokedex, which keeps track of the Pokemon you've caught, mm-hmm. the Pokemon you've seen, tells you a little bit about, about all of them. And if you go back and visit your rival's house, you'll receive a map from his his sister. Yes. And you love this map, And now you have... I love it. I love this map so much. I love the abstract dots and circles 
I never know what, what the connections to anything is. <laughs> I mean, it's labeled when you try to fly around it, but man, I, I never used it for trying to figure out where anything was. Yeah, me either. And after you've gotten your Pokédex, you've delivered the package, and that's when you can finally get your Pokéballs. You can buy some Pokéballs, buy any other items you need to, and the mm-hmm. adventure can truly begin. Yes, you move on. North of Viridian City is Route 2, which is your first kind of real test. Yes. Caterpies, Weedles, some more, you know, Ratatatas and Pidgeys. Technically, there's a Mr. Mime available in this area, but not really because it's in a part of the area you cannot get to. Yeah, that's kind of the element that I do like about this game where almost Metroidvania-ish, where you can see places you can't get yet because you don't have cuts or these other powers to make your way over there. So you start accruing like a list of locations like, all right, I got to come backtrack here later to see what's over here. Yeah, it is pretty cool. On your way to the next city, you do have to go through the Viridian Forest. This is where you made your first major mistake. (laughs) I made many mistakes. (laughs) Uh, Because yes, it's full of uh, various Pokemon to catch and trainers to fight. But most importantly is that there are Pikachu in here to catch. Yeah. First chance to grab an electric type. I did not do that. And it becomes very useful later on. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's useful now. Even by the time you start encountering other electric Pokemon, I mean, they all kind of suck. Like Pikachu is way better than Voltorbs or whatever. No, that's why I used my uh, Eevee. I evolved my Eevee to be mm. a Jolteon. That's a good it's a good call. I wish I would have. I called it Volteon for days on accident. <laughs> also driving my daughter crazy. Now, uh, the forest is maze-light-ish. Yeah. There are some I, dead ends. Mm-hmm. But there's always an item at the dead end, so it's not like it's you didn't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. All the humans you're going to fight in here are bug catchers, so they're going to be using all bug Pokemon. Sure, you'll see Metapods, Kakunas, etc. Yes. And then you'll find yourself in Pewter City. Yes. And Pewter City is a real big town. Of course, Jim, Mart, Center, all there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it also has a museum where That's they are right, looking at yeah. fossils. And you, uh, there is a secret laboratory at the back of the museum, but you have to have a uh, cut to get into it. Yeah, you can kind of see it. It taunts you, but it's unavailable for now. Yeah, for now, you just want to make your way to the gym and to fight your first leader, Brock. Yes. And I like that they did use the character designs pretty closely from the instruction manual uh-huh. and the game in the cartoon. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I, I I was surprised to learn that the game came first for some reason. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, it's cool they use this from the cartoon. And it's like, no, the cartoon used this. It's faithful yeah. in a way that most aren't. Indeed. And if you're wondering how to draw a caricature of Nick uh, <laughs> c- circa the year 2000, what you do is you just use the top half of Brock's head and the bottom half of uh, uh, Fred Flintstones. <laughs> so you get the... The, the five o'clock shadow or beard of, of Fred Flintstone with that spiky, crazy hair uh, of Brock. <laughs> and you've got your your 2000 Nick. Yes. A strapping young lad. Indeed. And Brock is the leader of this gym. The gym is rock themed. Brock, rock. Mm-hmm. Get it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it? Is it called the Boulder Gym or is it just the Pewter City Gym? I think I mean, they're just the... called by their town name. Yeah, yeah. But he does have the Boulder badge. That's correct. That's why I'm getting confused. It's a pretty easy uh, battle because he only has two Pokemon. Yes, a Geodude and an Onix, which, you know, are pretty tough for their Indeed. level. But as long as you didn't pick Charmander, <laughs> you will have either your Bulbasaur or Squirtle. Both grass and water types are extra effective against his Pokemon. Indeed. Something I think is unique to this game that each of the... Or I could be totally wrong, by the way, so... Uh, each of the badges you get gives you another power. Yeah, because sometimes they are, you know, they'll be like, now you can control Pokemon over level 30 or various other things. And I never or it hit gives that them level a, limit, you know, yeah. before that. But I guess and I think could. the Boulder badge raises the defense of your Pokemon. Sounds right. Yeah. So, again, pretty easy to fight him, defeat him. He gives you that Boulder badge. He also gives you TM34. Which I'm guessing is some sort of rock TM. (laughs) And so you've defeated your first Pokemon gym leader. You've gotten your first badge. You are on your path to Pokemon glory. And this is where we're going to end our first segment as we take the game gym by gym. 
next week's game will continue to be Pokemon for the Game Boy. So if you don't own this game, well, there are tons of reproductions out there pretending to be original carts. <laughs> but you can also play it on your Nintendo 3DS from the eShop, etc., etc. I'm sure there's, if not the actual ones, they also have like Fire Red and Leaf Green and all these other... But that is different, so... Oh, okay, well... That uses the updated system and the updated graphics, but it's actually not a bad game, my son tells me. That's right. You want to let us know if you think that Fire Red and Leaf Green are good, are as good as Red and Blue, or are they worse? We need to know, and you need to tell us at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or you can let us know on Facebook at Cartridge Command. We're also on the Twitterverse at Cart Command, where we let you know when new shows drop, or respond to the mistakes we've made, or hilarious gifs you want to share with us. Like our DJ friend out in California, always bringing some great <laughs> responses. But of course, we must go out of our way at the end of every episode to thank the awesome and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their support that makes this show possible. We are just a couple of working class guys that do this in our spare time. And it is your support that pays for our hosting fees, uh, any equipment we may need. Uh, we're going to have a little revamp of the Cartridge Command Center here this summer. So we'll be yeah. bringing you live dual in-person casts. Well, not live over the air, but live as two humans. Live not to dead. tape. Live to tape. Uh. So thank you all so very, very much. And if you don't already give, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. I mean, we're not a big podcast. We don't expect crazy donations. So a lot of little ones keeps us rolling. Yes, we appreciate it, man. We love you all coast to coast. And worldwide. So thank you all very, very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Game on. Game on. Oh, yeah. I need to bring up my... Did, uh, did you watch the knickknacks, the Lancelot Link? I did, of course. Which I was, was more interesting than I expected it to be. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, there's way less abuse happening than I was expecting to hear about. Well, you know how I feel about monkeys. Yeah, so yeah. I was never too into it. But then watching this, I was like, wow, they, they really did build monkey-sized sets and clothes for 30 monkeys that they all had like different ways to be trained. And like, oh, it's so weird. It seems like a colossal effort for very, very little pay. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, yes. why didn't you just do puppets? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if you're going to go through the trouble of recreating, like, a whole thing, like, you know, Thunderbird style. Yeah, yeah. Why not have a controllable actor as your thing, like a puppet? Yeah, it's, I don't know, man, it's weird. It was very weird. <laughs>